When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Oh my goodness. You've got your timbers there, elephant products, skulls, taxidermy, through to the bottom there, your reptile skins, snakes, other products, medicinals, so from your tra- traditional Chinese medicine medicinals through to the new age health supplements that we now get. Uh, and then a growing trend for us is the retro coats, so all the fur coats, etc., that that used to come up. Is that a polar bear there and it a tiger? a polar bear. That came in from Norway about 18 months ago. Uh, again, no CITES permit. Uh, so on the timbers, uh, a big issue for us at the moment is a wood called Dalbergia, Rosewoods. At the last conference of the parties with CITES, it was all sp- uh, species of Dalbergia were, were, were uplifted and they're not all now controlled under CITES. That's affecting the musical industry uh, trade because a lot of high-end guitars use uh, rosewood on their fingerboard. The mahoganies, uh, again, are controlled. And again, a wood which is called agarwood comes from a species Aqualaria and Gerinops. That's agarwood and it's the heartwood. Uh, And agarwood is a very, very pungent uh, heartwood smelling. Very, very popular in the Middle East. So very, very perfumey. Smells quite nice. And then we have a piece of Indian red sandalwood. Two tons of this was smuggled through Heathrow Airport, wrapped up... Two tons, sorry, through an airport. Through an airport in our freight facilities in uh, fast parcels, believe it or not. Wrapped in uh, carpets, that was the smuggle. Moving through to ivory, again... The elephant, the whole elephant is protected, not just the tusks. So what we do pick up is everything from elephant hide. So that's the skin of an elephant that's been tanned and, and cured. And again, what they'll do with that is they'll make it into shoes. There's a briefcase made from one. And again, an, another pair of uh, shoes there. The tail hair from an elephant made into a bracelet. Okay, a piece of handicraft uh, bracelet. These would require permits to move about the world. And then we have the ivory itself. Items that are being traded are statues. We have shaving brushes. We have uh, your works of art. Little uh, ball there that, that you can't deny. It's a beautiful thing. It's just the product is no longer acceptable for many, many people. But it's not just the elephant. We protected them. And the first thing that they then did was move on to... Other animals. So what other animals do we get ivory from? That's the tooth of a hippo. Wow, that's like a... It's a massive, about the size of my forearm, curved 
rainbow-shaped piece of, yeah, what looks like ivory. It's, it's enormous, so that came from a hippo. It is ivory, you know, and that's the, the, the big threat now, that they're moving on to other species. But again, we, we, we weren't satisfied with just elephants and hippos. Now we're going after walrus. That's a walrus tusk. That's so a walrus tusk. Again, looking at it, very, very similar to, to elephant ivory. Uh, and sadly, you know, the, the trade goes on. A narwhal tusk. Is nature not a wonderful thing? Absolutely incredible that, that nature can develop that. There is no doubt it is a beautiful thing. It would look a lot more uh, attractive if it was still on uh, the narwhal. I mean, that is enormous. That's, that is bigger than me, that tusk. It's um, yeah, quite something. seven foot long. But is that a, um, a monkey head as well? That is a monkey head. Again, this was from a fairly recent conviction. And what we see with primate parts is that these are byproducts of the, the illegal bushmeat trade. So the hands, oh, oh, the skulls. That's so that's a necklace with a monkey skull on the end. It is indeed a crab-eating macaque monkey skull, we believe, are traded. And they are sold on online auction houses as gothic art. And again, we've had some significant uh, prosecutions working with the Metropolitan Police, uh, in particular in the National Crime Agency, uh, to tackle uh, these illegal trades. But it is a worry that people find that type of product attractive. Primates, the species that are closest to man, and that we feel that it's acceptable to have them as they may call them works of art. I find them just quite offensive myself. Mm. Um, One of the cruelest things in this room for me uh, is this simple shawl? This just looks like a regular scarf to me. So what? What is, is this? It is. Uh, it, it's very, very fine. It is the wool from the chiru or the Tibetan antelope. The the antelope lives uh, altitude, uh, not surprisingly, and on the Tibet uh, uh, mountains, um, it can't be farmed because it lives at altitude. You get between seventy and one hundred and twenty grams of the wool from the neck underneath the head very very fine wool you have to kill the animal to get it um that would probably take five to seven animals per shawl the shawls are woven in cashmere but the wool is traded for tiger parts Um. now these shawls are probably retailing at the moment for six to seven thousand pound this is the where a shawl will pass through a ring, sometimes called a ring shawl because it's so fine. But you know, the, these are uh, you know horrendous, horrendous items. You find these on passengers who have no idea that when you board an aircraft, you can turn right. These are your first class passengers. These are your passengers flying in private jets. So a chateau shawl, if you ever are offered them for sale, then then just don't buy them. It's, it's decimating a fantastic animal uh, in population. Holiday souvenirs, still a problem. The UK population still hasn't got the message that it's not acceptable to go abroad and bring back a stuffed sea turtle or a conch shell or other wildlife products. If the animal is there, leave it be, leave it in the country. We don't need to see it, leave it for future generations. Something that we're really passionate about here, here is a bag of pangolin scales. So pangolins are the most trafficked mammal in the world, okay? They are eaten for their meat, but the scales are used in medicinal products, okay? It's just like your nail. Uh, And here we have uh, a product here that actually contains the pangolin. It says on the ingredients it's the scaly anteater, uh, is how it's described, but we know that that contains pangolin. 
And again, you know, there are four pangolin species in Africa. There are four in Asia. And they're going to be gone. That's the reality unless we start doing it. And if your listeners haven't seen a pangolin, go on the internet. They are one of the most fascinating animals. I can sit and watch them for hours. They really are stunning. And then we have um, our own native species, Anguilla anguilla, the European eel. Uh, the European eel, many of your listeners will recognise it as being the jelly deal, that old East End delicacy. Elvers, eels are now endangered. You can move them about legally in the UK, but what you can't do is export them from the European Union. And we have a particular problem at the moment with trafficking of our own elvers to the Far East to be grown on and then used as foodstuffs by them. We are seeing our populations being decimated. What we have here stuffed here isn't a dwarf Nell crocodile, one of the most endangered crocs in the world. Now, we had six of these that were smuggled in through Heathrow Airport in transit uh, to Korea. They came out of uh, Benin and they declared them as Mississippi alligators, so the common ones you would see in Florida and Louisiana, etc. That made us immediately suspicious because the last time we looked in Benin in Africa, there wasn't a population of these. Uh, so we had these six and we went out with uh, our colleagues from the City of London uh, Corporation uh, and identified immediately that these were actually uh, Nile crocodiles. Within 24 hours, we had lost two of these crocodiles. They died. and Oh, they came in live. Came in live, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what we found was that they had left the fishing hooks <gasps> in the crocodiles. So these were well-taken crocs, bit of chicken in the end of your rope, throw your hook in took it and all they had done was cut the uh, rope off so again working with expert vets in the UK we were able to save the other four but again at the back there we've got the same crocodile species made into this very horrendous handbag Uh, absolutely and we still see that uh, on a regular basis working internationally uh, we, we do an awful lot of training And here we have a taxidermy Siamese crocodile, one of the most critically endangered crocodiles in the the sort of Asian region, on the highest level of protection by CITES. They are selling these items in Hanoi Airport and the duty-free airport. Really? Yeah. Okay. They might well be farmed, Mm. but you can't be doing that. It is illegal. So part of the the function of my team and what we do is we're fortunate to be able to travel and 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 uh, work with colleagues internationally to try to raise awareness to provide some of the skills that we have developed over a long time in the UK to say actually this is a key thing we need to be working on this in particular as we move towards the London Illegal Wildlife Trade Conference where global leaders will come together and try to drive forward the, the very, very strong messages that have been at the previous ones. We need to work in partnership. We need to tackle corruption and integrity. We need to be transparent in everything that we do. Future generations will look to this uh, generation. And at the moment, the question they will ask is, why did you fail the world? It is that bad. We're looking at losing an elephant to poaching um, you know, every 15 minutes. Rhino, we lose every seven to eight hours. WWF say that we're losing forest at the rate of 36 football pitches every single minute. If we lose the great forests of Africa and uh, uh, South America, those are the world's lungs. 
that's how bad it is now. Uh, and again, we need to ensure that those who work in this trade are supported, that it's done ethically, because it can provide livelihoods. It can be done in a, in a correct manner, not just ecotourisms, but people can harvest these things as long as they do it with thought and consideration for future uh, generations. Um, other products we've got, um, this is bear bile. Bear bile. Bear bile. So the bear is held in, in horrendous conditions, a steel cage invariably. A tap is inserted into the gallbladder and the bile is drawn off. Oh. The bear can't really move about. They, they go blind. They, they, they suffer from mental health issues. It's tortuous. Mm-hmm. Um, Vietnam at the moment is doing some fantastic work in actually trying to combat its bear bile trade again a lot of the states provinces in vietnam are incredibly proud now that they can say we are bear bile farm free so a long way still to go there's a lot more work to be done but there is a uh, progress i mean looking at this what i'm quite blown away by it's quite a horrific stash but there's the things you always associate with the wildlife trade there's the ivory horns and enormous bear skins but then there's a lot of stuff here that i wouldn't look twice at so i guess it just shows how easy it would be to be complicit in this kind of thing if you're not aware of what you might be buying and moving yeah you know absolutely a tiger skin you would hope most people would be aware of there are 33,000 species listed on CITES which are requiring our a protection largest percentage of those are plant based the best advice for your listeners is if you're not sure ask the question before you buy it if you move it over an international border and you don't have the correct paperwork you are committing an offence now in the united kingdom on conviction, that could lead to a sentence of up to seven years and an unlimited fine. The largest sentence we've had historically is six and a half years. So, you know, the potential for prosecution for yourself to find yourself in, in, in real difficulty is there. My team, we make about 1,200 wildlife seizures annually. Uh, within that, we will probably seize. 1,000 endangered animals. When Border Force sees an animal, it becomes Crown property, so the Queen has no idea the animals that she actually <laughs> owns. But we have large amounts of those uh, rehomed in uh, zoos, both in the UK, but globally as well. And on occasions, and it's not as often uh, as we would like, we're able to return seized animals to, to the wild. The most significant seizure we've had uh, in recent years involved San Salvador rock iguanas uh, that were smuggled from the Bahamas. Uh, they were going on to Germany, but we were able to intercept them at Heathrow Airport. Um, those animals, the Bahamian High Commission took it extremely seriously and were in contact with us within hours uh, of the seizure being made. Uh, the High Commissioner came down and we were able to negotiate for these animals to be restored back to the wild. Now, one of the challenges in returning animals to the wild is we don't know where they came from. So therefore, if we were to reintroduce a population from another area, what diseases do they carry? Mm. Could it potentially be harmful to the existing population or affect the dynamics, you know, dominant males, breeding populations. We have to be really, really careful about that. We also have to talk about corruption. I am not returning animals to a wild, to, to a country where I have a fear that due to corruption or a lack of transparency, they will end up in a plane going somewhere else. Be really, really clear about that. There is no other area that I have worked in as a law enforcement officer 
where corruption and a lack of integrity walks hand in glove with the illegal wildlife trade, both in government, both in law enforcement. And it is something that we have been very, very clear in in the UK. It's not acceptable and we will challenge it. We will have it on the agenda when we meet. We will not shy away from these things. But with the Bahamians, it was fantastic. They were sent to the Gersach Research Centre. Two of my officers were able to uh, accompany them and working with British Airways, who provided the travel and, and the, the transport, we got them back. And a new population of White Key, uh, San Salvador, rock iguanas has been established in the Bahamas and is now flourishing. That's so, fantastic. So, And these are quite endangered creatures. Oh, absolutely. You know, we talk about elephants and rhinos. We are probably across all the species, maybe looking at 600 of these iguanas. This particular species, maybe 150 to 200 in the wild. There are none in captivity anywhere in the wild or in the world. So, you know, a stunning, stunning thing. And when we talk about endangered species, it's very easy to focus on the big fives. But if you move into the frog, the reptile population and indeed the plant species, it gets a lot worse. What ways do you have of trying to spot these kinds of things coming through the border? We're based at Heathrow Airport, but we are a national team, so we can go into Maritime. We have specific officers specialised in that, uh, based at Felixstowe uh, as well. But we have a national remit, so any uh, transport modal form, we have the ability to, to do it. Passenger data, passenger information, freight information from the companies is critical to us identifying the illegal wildlife trade. So therefore, gathering stuff before the freight or the passengers arrive and be able to look at that data and identify what's going on is critical. Within the European Union, we have a fantastic uh, connection system called the EU Twix that links myself with all my colleagues, with academia, uh, with, with various individuals on a simple email system. So that if any of our enforcement officers anywhere in the European Union identifies an issue or a product that they're not sure about or they need advice, you can go there. And within 20 minutes, often less than that, someone will have come back to you and said, yeah, what's that skin? It's a cheetah skin. Or what's this plant? What is that bone from? And we t so we tap into that talent. Sitting behind that system is uh, an academy. So a lot of learning material, a lot of knowledge, etc., um, that empowers us to be better at our job. You know, we're on first name terms with all our European uh, colleagues because we actually connect and we communicate and we do it on an international stage. I chair the Interpol Wildlife Crime Working Group that sits within the Interpol Environment uh, Security uh, Directorate. Uh, and Interpol are driving forward, along with the World Customs Organization, to connect and make this a really serious issue that we're tackling the transnational crime. Because being, you know, of no doubt, a rhino horn, um, you know, 40,000, £50,000 a kilo, there is profit in that, and it is being traded uh, illegally. Um, you know, ivory etc but it's decimating people's lives and if we look at the human cost we lose a ranger's life every third day currently about 100 120 rangers are killed protecting our world's wildlife that doesn't even capture those that have been tortured it doesn't capture the family the children that are left behind and the human cost to that population of these brave ladies and men that often go out patrolling uh, with no firearm themselves and they're taking on armed gangs who are slaughtering uh, our wildlife. 
I have some rhino horn. Do you want to see it? But it's going to just take me a minute to get yeah, it out. Sure. Two secs. Sorry, that's a rhino horn. It was smuggled in a plaster cast that was painted as a Spanish lady. If you look in the back there, the little uh, red and blue, that's part of the cast that this was encompassed in. Oh, so they hid it inside they, a model? They did, in a, in a model. It was in uh, freight, that's where we picked it up. And the first question our officers uh, questioned was, why would you want to ship that plaster cast around the world? Because it's like a child's statue, mm. badly painted, not very good. Um, so we x-rayed it and then clearly the rhino horn showed up within it. We broke it open uh, and we found it. Um, interestingly on that, you'll see a small hole drilled in the bottom. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, that is because all rhino horn that, that we seize or we get into, we'll take a DNA sample of it. So we actually try to track it back to the kill site linking into Pretoria University. Now, we, as well as our targeting, we also have a couple of friends that help us. We have two wildlife detector dogs uh, within the UK who have the ability to go out on a daily basis and detect wildlife products. Their main scent is drugs and tobacco, but a dog can have multiple scents. They have the ability to, to search for anything. Dogs have been really successful. They can pick up on ivory, Rhino horn, furs, feathers, live tortoises, reptiles. Uh, we're training them on corals at the moment, and they're deployed uh, fairly uh, effectively w- within the UK on a daily basis. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 